We'll be continuing our exploration of compassion. Uh, yesterday, I believe that Greg introduced you to this practice. And this afternoon, we'll be exploring it in terms of beginning to use a phrase if it fits for you. Um, of course, you can uh, do it another way if that doesn't fit for you and talking about that. And then also an introduction to utilizing these different categories of beings as a way of uh, beginning to cultivate compassion. And for me, what I appreciate about these different categories of beings and also using uh, the phrase is that it it helps me at least frame this practice in this uh, context of cultivating the capacity, the cultivating the capacity to, to have compassion and cultivating the capacity to be with suffering, which probably by now you've kind of noticed it can be tough. <laughs> and this is one of the things I think I've realized on retreat is just how difficult that can be at times. I want to say a few things about the phrase and then about the categories. The traditional phrase usually used is, you know, if you're saying the, the, the phrase to another being, you know, may you be free from suffering, or to myself, may I be free from suffering. And I add a phrase, which is, uh, I care about your suffering, or I care about my suffering. And there's a reason for that, and that's because compassion is a is a is a, a this art of of our hearts. In that, I'm wishing that the suffering be alleviated, like in another person's life. But at the same time, I'm called upon to accept it. There has to be this quality of of equanimity there as well. Because if I'm lost in this desperation that the suffering needs to happen, needs to end right now, in some ways that's not a true sense of compassion. There's a, there's a sense of desperation there. Actually, uh, Trungpa Rinpoche used to call that, that kind of compassion, he'd call it idiot compassion. And I think the reason why he used that is it's the sense that I'm desperately wanting your suffering to go away because I can't stand the unpleasant feelings that it's causing me, and I don't want these unpleasant feelings anymore. So it's, it's, a, it's almost like this, please, uh, may it go away. And the, the kind of the classic example of this is a, a quality of codependency where one might encourage one's addiction because the addiction is much easier to handle than to, to be around the feelings or, or to allow the person to feel some difficulty in their life. And you might have your own phrases or a variation of these phrases. Just as, this is just what I'm accept, uh, offering. Again, the wish to alleviate suffering and at the same time to accept suffering. We'll be beginning with um, a person that you know in your life that has some kind of difficulty in their lives. 
And the person that we're looking for, it, it doesn't necessarily need to be someone close to you or far away from you. We're looking for a quality of difficulty in their lives that isn't too much for you. So a lot of times for me when I do this practice, sometimes the suffering that's happening in uh, the lives of those who are close to me, uh, sometimes it's too much. You know, if they're dealing with um, uh, uh, an illness that is, that is threatening their life, even though they're close to me, I'm not going to start with them because it might be uh, too much. We're, we're trying to cultivate this quality of capacity. And in order to cultivate capacity, I want to start with something that's within my capacity. So you might be able to think of someone, maybe uh, a coworker, or someone who you know in your neighborhood that's having some kind of difficulty. Maybe they've been out, you knew at some point in their, their time that they were out of, you know, from their work because they had the flu. Or they're having some challenges with their, with their children. Um, maybe a neighbor that's having a hard time making the payments. But, but something that, again, is, feels like within your capacity. And yet you have some kind of connection there. And then after that, we'll be moving into ourselves. And I want to say a little bit about self-compassion. One of the things is it's such a, we'll add another piece to it, which is this, this quality of not only I care about my suffering, may I be free from suffering, but taking a little bit of time to what's called universalizing it. And what I mean by universalizing uh, this, in this practice of self-compassion is noticing that right now, the difficulty that you're struggling with or the flavor of suffering in your life, there are probably other beings that are struggling with it right now at this moment. Whether it be a struggle with loneliness, a struggle with self-judgment, a struggle with some other emotion. That right now there are other beings that also have a, a similar predicament. And the reason for this is because you might have noticed what happens, at least this is what I notice in, in, with my difficulty, is when I get overwhelmed by it, it isolates me. I get, I get sucked into this, such a deep whirlwind of meanness that it, it, it has its own gravitational force to it. And what helps me come out of that is not only this care for myself, but also seeing that uh, other beings are experiencing this. And it helps broaden it and, and really allows for a broader perspective of what you're going through. It's, it's not just you. Uh, this is a, a, a human predicament. This is a predicament of living on this planet, of navigating difficulty. And it's, I find it such a powerful relationship to myself and probably one of the qualities that I fall back on again and again and again in my Vipassana practice. In some ways, it's become synonymous with it. And it is a beautiful relationship to ourselves. There's a, a researcher by the name of uh, Kristen Neff that some of you probably have heard of who's done a lot of research on self-compassion. And she... Uh, does a really good job of clarifying the difference between self-compassion and self-esteem. And, and I want to point this out because I think it shows the power of self-compassion. 
she actually points out that, that cultivating self-esteem is rather problematic and often not effective because it can be, uh, it's really situated upon this quality of self-evaluation and often uh, it's, it's uh, uh, situated upon comparing. If you're not comparing yourself to others, sometimes it's comparing yourself to yourself. Uh, and self-compassion is really quite different. It's this quality of caring for oneself and this simple appreciation for oneself, however you are in this moment. And to me, it has much more of a, a, a quality of stability to it, something that allows me to walk through my life um, really being friends with myself in this kind and an appreciative way. And then after we take some time uh, with self-compassion, we'll move on to the category, the general category of benefactor or people maybe that you put into that category uh, when you were doing the loving-kindness practice. So again, just briefly, we're here to cultivate this capacity towards suffering. So compassion can arise just as you are cultivating the capacity actually towards goodness with loving kindness, the capacity to, to allow goodness in and then to wish others well. It's this capacity to allow yourself to be moved by difficulty and to accept it and to want it alleviated. Yeah, so let's... Uh, Let's begin. So please uh, take some time to uh, get yourself situated in a comfortable position and I invite you to begin by uh, checking in with a quality of comfort. A quality of comfort can be very helpful for the cultivation of these Brahma Viharas. And maybe allowing your awareness to come inward as you gently rest in the body, the body sitting. Allowing for a quality of relaxation to be there. Inviting relaxation rather than demanding it.
might want to allow the awareness to gently begin to rest in the heart center. And if it helps and you feel moved to, you might even want to put a hand there just so you can allow a quality of contacting that a part of your body with care and kindness. Again, allowing maybe for a softening there in the heart center, an invitation rather than a demand. I now invite you to bring to mind someone who you know who's, who has some difficulty in their life. More in the category of some difficulty rather than a whole bunch. might want to bring forth the image of them or just the feeling sense of them. and bringing to mind their difficulty. And allowing yourself to be moved by that. Or to utilize that Pali word anukampa to to, to tremble with, to, to shake with, to 
vibrates with this quality of suffering. And if it fits utilizing the phrase or the phrases or phrases that work for you, maybe something like towards this being, I care about your suffering. May you be free from suffering. I care about your suffering. May you be free from suffering. I invite you simply to continue, maybe with the phrases, as you continue to hold this being in your heart.
continuing with this person with difficulty that you've picked. Bringing them to mind, being moved by their challenge, their difficulty. I care about your suffering. May you be free from suffering. I now invite you to let go of this being and begin to bring to mind yourself. Maybe bringing yourself into your heart. as you bring to mind a difficulty that you're going through. Some kind of challenge that you have been facing or are facing. Allow yourself to be moved by it, touched by it. So this isn't a time to judge or to figure out or to find the answer. Just 
Ouch, this is difficult. Maybe utilizing the phrases, I care about my suffering. May I be free from suffering. I care about my suffering. May I be free from suffering. And you might want to reflect that right now there are other beings that are also struggling in a similar way that you're struggling. I care about my suffering. May I be free from suffering. Right now, other beings, some other being or beings are going through a similar difficulty. And now simply continuing with yourself with around this difficulty, utilizing the phrases and universalizing it.
I care about my suffering. May I be free from suffering. Continuing to care about your own suffering. And universalizing it. I now invite you to transition, bringing to mind someone that fits in this benefactor category for you. And someone in that kind of category that you have a sense of some challenge or difficulty or suffering they're going through. So you might need to broaden it might now be someone just someone who you're close to who you know is having difficulty again not the super big stuff finding a being who fits that make in some way bringing to mind their image, seeing them, or simply getting a feeling sense of them. Bringing them into your heart. bringing them into your heart with a willingness or at least an openness to be moved or touched by their difficulty.
And then you might want to utilize the phrases, I care about your suffering. May you be free from suffering. I care about your suffering. May you be free from suffering. Now continuing with this being. I care about your suffering. 
may you be free from suffering. Continuing to bring this being into your heart and caring. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.